podcast currently caught up in the reapers game secret reports of neo the world ends with you you might even figure out what's going on maybe my name's joe i'm joined as always by wheels how are you wheels i'm doing pretty well because this starts the part of the game that dares to say shut up gamers go read a book Uh (laughs) uh-huh stop which is our favorite part of gaming personally (laughs) Clearly, from what we do Uh uh-huh we read dialogue, we do silly voices, and then we're like, yeah, hey, this fucking game, who cares about this part? Anyways. Although I'm not sure this we'll have silly voices this time, because just like... Do we know who's writing these things? It's Hanakoma, just like it was in the first oh, game. Oh, okay. It is still Hanakoma. Is that confirmed in one of them? Yes, uh, multiple. Uh, so, okay. The I think we should uh, start with four. I know that's a weird thing to say, but... Because it's written by Hanakoma, this like character mostly from the last game, mm-hmm. and listeners may or may not remember or have played the first He's game. He's the Beans guy. We all know Mr. Bean. <laughs> So th- the reason I think we should start with four is because um, he's one of the angels, just like, you know, the composers, just like Joshua and Haz and, and all of that and Kubo. So <laughs> it kind of it's exactly it's like a top down perspective as opposed to the kind of bottom up perspective that we get playing the games. And I think four summarizes that perspective really well. So I'll just start. Right. You know, we'll just do them back and forth. I'll just start with four here. So what exactly is the purpose of the Reapers game? Let us review. <laughs> the, ex- <laughs> the explicit goal of the game is to locate exceptional individuals. Players of superior imagination are elevated to the higher plane and made into Reapers or angels so, to aid in the oversight of their region. There's that capital I imagination again. That Was that in the first game and I'm not remembering it? I, don't, I doubt you reread the other Seeker reports, but... I didn't. Um, I'm... Sh- I'm sure the word comes up in the first game. I can't tell you whether or not it was capitalized then. Hold on. They're all on the same page. Let me see. Yes. uh, It's in the new day. Oh, neat. So it's at least in the final mix. Nope. There's some capital I in uh, the original Seeker reports as well. Good to know. Because it talks about uh, Amina Momoto's capital I imagination is much stronger than anticipated. Wow. The player pin hold imagination strong enough to pass through walls. So there is, it's definitely a term that floated around. We probably had the same reaction of what the it's, fuck does that mean? It's pretty vague in years, too. It just seems to be a marker of... It just seems like imagination has some sort of metaphor. It gives you... It has some relationship to your powers as a player or reaper. Your Your literal ability to imagine seems to be correlated with your ability to shoot laser beams or whatever it is that uh-huh. pins let you do. Hanakoma seems particularly invested in it because I'm just looking back at another old yeah. report and it's like, I imbue my art with two command codes. The first is enjoy the moment more. This strengthens the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> the proxy received this signal loud and clear, though past trauma, bold trauma, <laughs> precluded God. him from responding accordingly. If you li- if you like someone's art, never read what they say. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'll just continue. 
The Yuji is located on a higher plane than the RG. It is understood to be the afterlife, as the soul is modulated and relocated to the Yuji upon the death of the body in the RG. However, the proxy and his fellows were brought to the Yuji unmodulated. The proxy here, he... This is one of the reasons why maybe I should have started with number one, but yeah, he means Rindo. Uh, and then unmodulated, meaning they were sent to the Yuji without dying. Uh, they've already begun to suspect that something is amiss in respect to both themselves and the Ruinbringers. The Reapers should be fighting for their lives, the same as the players, but Shibuya's internal Reaper hierarchy is at a total standstill. Three years ago, Shibuya's acting composer, where I guess it means acting composer and conductor, so I guess he, it, it, he does just mean Joshua and the conductor, whose name I don't remember. Uh, phones too. Exactly. Kitaniji? Uh, yeah, so he's talking about that. Yeah, 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 he's talking about that game between Joshua and Kitaniji. Three years ago, Shibuya's acting composer and conductor carried out a game to determine Shibuya's fate. The events that unfolded are now known as Shibuya's impurification. The hierarchical freeze presumably stems from opposition to the impurification. So this sort of implies there's like a... Like, the hierarchy keeps going beyond what we've seen in the games uh -huh. of, like, the RG, then the UG, and then the Angel. It seems like there, there, there is a hierarchy that goes far more metaphysical than just, mm -hmm. like, Joshua and Hanakoma. And I... even the higher-ups are at a disagreement about whether or not it's okay for Shibuya to remain weird. <laughs> uh-huh. It's funny, I... Half I half heard what you said because I just read the next line and got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I det I detected a new set of vibes in the UG at the end of the day. Oh, there's yes! some great there's some great vibes lines in these. Uh, one that really made the me laugh. Vibes are tight. It seems those pins have awakened new powers within someone and modulated them for entry into the UG, just like the proxy. This time, it is someone the composer and I know quite well. Uh, he's talking about Beat here. Because oh, it's, okay. they're ordered based on the day, so... That makes sense. Number okay. one was written on day one, etc. Yeah, so Beat got a pin, gave him the, the power to go fast when tap circle, uh -huh. and then he enters the UG without dying as well. Cool. So we're, you want me to go back to one, then? Yeah, let's do it. Also, that answered another question, because I was going to say, he, is he writing, like, one of these per day? But it seems that way, from what you've said. Yep. So secret report number one. Three years have passed since the game that caught the attention of the higher plane. Observation is still ongoing, but from the UG, it looks as if Shibuya is on the brink of catastrophe once more. I am forbidden from intervening in the game this time. Somehow so Joshua has returned. So, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he's not the villain, but... Yeah. I'm forbidden from intervening in the game this time, so I'll have to settle for recording the changing state of both the RG and UG here in this report. It's very funny. They wouldn't let me in the game. Uh-huh. So they put me in the reports that no one's going to read, and they also probably don't know who I am if they didn't play the first game. Yeah, but, you know, it, like, he... Maybe they watched he, the anime. Did you watch the anime? It it kind of doesn't matter, because he doesn't do anything. Like, if you didn't play the game, then it would just be like, oh, he's some weird, just outside observer. Guy. Yeah. Uh, the executor first intruded on Shibuya three years ago. Originally from Shinjuku, this angel started a clandestine game with Shibuya's composer, which ultimately led to Shinjuku's destruction. That's an with odd Shibuya's one. composer? To me, yeah. It, he goes into a little more detail later, but not like a ton. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's real weird. So he's talking not, not about... Not it's Joshua. Uh, right. The executor that he's talking about is Kubo. 
So he's mm-hmm. saying Kubo first intruded on Shibuya three years ago. Originally from Shinjuku, this angel started a clandestine game with Shibuya's composer, who would be Joshua, Gosh. which ultimately led to Shinjuku's destruction. So it's interesting. Because Kaz takes degree, responsibility in the game. <laughs> right. Odd. Anyway. Okay. I guess we'll dig into that as it comes up more. Uh, report continues. He should have been reprimanded as soon as he arrived in Shibuya, but the elites are turning a blind eye for some reason. Possibly because most higher plane denizens still oppose Shibuya's impurification. This game resembles said impurification in that it is subject to a set of extenuating circumstances somehow keeping it in balance, which are as follows. 1. Difference of opinion and subsequent conflict on the subject of Shibuya's destruction. 2. Absence of the composer. 3. The game being played by two proxies. And 4. Direct interference by the executor. Neither the executor, who wishes for Shibuya to be destroyed and purified, nor the composer, who has managed to prevent this up until now, can directly intervene in the ongoings or on the goings-on of the UG. If they wish to take action, they must do so via proxy. Which explains why Haz and Joshua are the dipshits that they are. Yes. Also, uh, well, the Which executor that he's ta- well, the executor that he's talking about here is Kubo. But yeah, you're right. That's why Haz can't like. I mean, Haz does directly step in at the end but it makes me think that the reason josh can't is specifically because of the game the clandestine game that he's supposedly playing with kubo because it's only after kubo gets er erased from existence (laughs) uh that joshua shows up the following day so it makes me think Mm -hmm. that like part of his inability to interfere because he interferes a lot in the first game um part of his inability to interfere might be erase the that, game that he was sure. playing but they still are dealing with the consequences right like be- because the guy the he's playing the Spider-Man game with no is way. gone so the game is over yeah yeah right it's just like yeah all consequences but like none of it really makes sense anymore because that's just my that's just my theory but yeah yeah well josh does yeah josh josh doesn't step in at all but kubo the executor is definitely um i mean it says here that his proxy is shiba and that the composer's proxy is a human player, one Rindo Kanade. But, I mean, Kubo's using Rindo much more than Josh is. Yeah, he gets into it, yeah. Hanakoma doesn't understand. He talks later about how he hasn't been able to contact Joshua for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. or that Joshua is, like, avoiding contact or something. And so it seems like Hanakoma doesn't. Later on, he's like, what the fuck is Joshua doing? <laughs> His proxy is being controlled by the executor. Wake up! Josh, wake up! Oh no, he has AirPods in! Yeah, He's he not seeing the inversion coming! <laughs> it's probably Kubo being erased from existence, or it could be Neku showing up as uh, just as funny. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, report says, I will henceforth refer to Shiba Mi- Miyakaze as the conductor, because he's the conductor, and Rendo Kanade as the proxy, uh, as we saw in Report 4 already. Perhaps spurred by the appearance of the proxy, former repo Sho Minamoto has resumed activity after an extended period of silence. Furthermore, I'm picking up vibes similar to those emitting from Shinjuku just before his purification. They're still faint, but I will keep a close eye on them. I'm not sure if it was Discord, uh, Discord glitch or you just misspeaking, but it was very funny to me to hear you say... Former repo, show me the <laughs> He's uh, one of them repos. If that's what I said, I'll leave it in. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep rolling because there's a lot of these. Yep. Uh, secret report number two. With a proxy in place of an acting composer, 
The game is affected in numerous ways, the most significant being the implementation of bogus rules by the conductor. <laughs> One such rule is the division of players into teams, presumably adopted from Shinjuku's rulebook. Under the team system, whichever team earns the most points over the course of the week may choose to either continue playing or not. If they choose not to continue, they may return to the RG if they so desire. However, only the composer can send players back to the RG. The conductor has no right to implement such a rule and no ability to carry it out. Funny. That is funny to me. As such, it is the, in the conductor's best interest for the winning team to choose to continue playing. To assure this will happen, he has allied himself with a team clearly intent on continuing the game indefinitely, the Ruinbringers. Each team's relative value is measured against the others using their scores, and a loss for the team is a loss for each individual within it. It is unclear when the rules were first implemented in Shijuku, but what is clear is that they seem specifically designed to eliminate players, counter to the objective of the game. True. All of that's true. Uh-huh. Uh, Seeker Report number three. A new player has joined the- A new challenger has joined the proxy <laughs> team. Choose your character. Uh, Minamoto, please, thank you. Uh, this is about Nagi, though. Uh, a new player has joined the proxies team. The inability of the composer and myself, the producer, uh, I forgot that that was a term. Yeah, it doesn't really come up very often, does it? I, I've, pr I'm actually now I'm ge second guessing if I've even heard it before. If I'm just, if it just feels like it's of what he's I have. It's what he's called in the first one, I think. Okay. I think he mentions it in while. the reports of the first one too. But yeah, like we haven't seen shinjuku's producer or heard mention of them so yeah uh yeah it's not yeah i mean yeah hanakoma is special in his own way anyway but anyways the inability of the composer and myself the producer to intervene puts shibuya at a disadvantage but this new recruit and minamamoto may help turn the tides oh, we'll see if i mean i guess technically minamamoto helps turn the tides but anyways the team's new member one nagi usui is at once open-minded and closed off. Interestingly, this makes her the perfect foil to Tosai Furusawa. Which she I guess says, implies... Like, lit, lit analysis on the game here real quick. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. nailed it on these characters, y'all. <laughs> we fucking oh, sorry. got it. Oh, sorry. Uh, gotta fix... Sorry, I gotta fix this fourth wall. Hold on. <laughs> it's funny to me that it... Because he says that, uh, that Fret is the perfect foil to Nagi, who he described, whom he describes as open-minded and closed off that implies that fret is i guess closed-minded closed and, and welping welcoming maybe uh which i guess makes sense he's very surface level yeah and she's like deep and doesn't tell anybody and he's in that kind of like very uh i don't want to say nihilistic but he's in a bad place because his friend died or whatever so he's like not really open to other people's yeah. perspectives he's just kind of locked into his own yeah every every uh, because of the nature of the game being basically a visual novel it has to be a little heavy-handed with like everyone yeah. has walls up that they have to pull down um and only yep. one of them is only one of them has a mask as a metaphor for it <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh a healthy variety of personalities and abilities should benefit their team fourth wall backup nailed it uh report continues the proxy has started using his powers in earnest. I can scarcely believe someone could have such a powerful latent ability. Doc yeah, this is Rindo's time travel. Latent powers are unique, naturally occurring abilities awakened by tuning vibes. These vibes originate from the higher plane and resonate with the soul. <laughs> That's very funny. That Capital very S funny. soul. Yeah. These vibes originate from the higher plane <laughs> and resonate with the soul of an individual. Tuning them into their dormant powers. Incidentally, these vibes are the same ones required for travel between planes. 
It is highly unusual for multiple players with latent powers to appear in succession. Usually we just get one per season. This year I know it was the Peter <laughs> Sarsgaard. Uh, I suspect the pins found in the RG have been imbued with tuning vibes for the express purpose of seeking out such individuals. The more hands the pins make their way into, the greater the chance of finding promising new players. However, the proxy's ability is a significant deviation from the standard latent powers. It is far too dangerous. If I could, I would have ensured it remained dormant for the sake of both the UG and the RG. It has the potential to not only warp, but demolish the lower planes code. I wonder if the composer foresaw this and chose his proxy because of it. This is interesting that it's... So Josh did choose Rindo. Yep. It's saying, even though Kubo would make you think otherwise throughout the game itself. Yeah. Um, also interesting that Kanakoma uses the word code alongside the type of language that Kaye was using. It is interesting, and the Kaye stuff, well, the RNS stuff, which implies Kaye, comes up a lot later. Well, uh, comes up a decent amount later in these in these reports. And yeah, and he uses the same he uses the same analogy. Yeah, he yeah he talks about like the kind of even more basic reality than the RG, the kind of like underlying reality, the girders of reality, I guess, are are the code that he's talking about here is kind of how I understand it. Seeker Report 5. A turf war called the Scrambles. Whoa, Scramble Slam! <laughs> a turf war called the Scramble Slam has just taken place. The, I, can't, the ruin- I, I keep hearing you say turf as in, like, turf instead of, oh, like... <laughs> turf war? J.K. Rowling has appeared for the <laughs> turf war, and she's up against whatever the fuck that glitters guy in its name is. Potterheads, grab your ones. The ruin bringers declined to participate. If they had, they surely would have won, leading to a decrease in overall morale. <laughs> I suspect this little diversion, which pits players against each other in place of noise, exists purely for the entertainment of the conductor. This week marks the 104th game under our current conductor. Funny! The deep river- Why is it funny? 10-4. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I didn't even think about that. Uh, that's great. The Deep River Society, the Varia Beauties, and the Pure Hearts have all been subject to at least 30 loops. That <laughs> sucks. How many pl- how many teams died then? I mean, I guess 30 You gotta at presume least. those early ones probably had like a maybe a bunch more teams or maybe just like it's just been going on long enough that there's been new players yeah. filtering in. Uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to imagine this game being so much bigger because it's scaled down to I mean still a little too many for this game to have enough room, but still like it's 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 hard to imagine like a hundred teams running around. But I guess they're getting a steady influx of new players each week too. It's also interesting to think of the story of this game as just like the tail end of a really long <laughs> game. Like yeah, oh yeah, we just came in for the end and we won. Oops. Well, yeah, it does feel like they're, like, dipping into something, figuring it out, and then fixing it. Mm-hmm. They're beginning to show signs of fatigue, presumably sensing the impossibility of victory against the Ruinbringers. Perceiving the game as unwinnable has a marked negative effect on the player's well-being. The Proxies team may be able to avoid coming in last place, but the odds of them toppling the Ruinbringers to claim victory are slim. Although anything can happen in this game, they may surprise me yet. Minamoto has become aware of the Proxies' powers and seems to be plotting something. Every time I did one of these Wool Black Betty Scramble Slams, there was, like... It says, like, oh, if you get this many points, you get, like, this reward. And I never got anywhere near those points. Did any... Is it... I didn't either until I went... Well, I didn't either until I went back, I think, yeah. Okay. 
Because I almost, I just, I almost think that's funny too to just be like, yeah, this is the high score, and then like you're just like, Jesus Christ, how much would I have to grind to actually right, reach yeah. that? <laughs> but I guess it's still there if you're yeah replaying it for the reports or something. Uh, anyway, secret report number six: the proxy's soul is beginning to change. Strangely, its evolution trends towards stagnation rather than development. It is almost as if the range of his vibes is shrinking. He's dying. Someone get him new vibes. We need a vibe check. (laughs) I believe this may be due in part to his readiness to adopt the opinions and values of others, mistakenly believing them to be his own. He seems to do this entirely unconsciously. He may never realize it is happening. (laughs) Under ordinary circumstances, players in Shibuya's Shibuya's game may pay an entry fee upon arrival, through which the composer offers them a chance to re-examine themselves. This game has no entry fee. The Shinjuku rules neither encourage nor allow for personal growth or change, making the game just that, a mere competition to collect points to prove one's worth. The proxy's stagnant soul makes him the perfect user for his latent ability. For better or for worse, he is able to maintain abnormally high levels of imagination, thereby increasing the accuracy of each replay. The pieces fit together almost too perfectly. I can only hope I'm overthinking things. Uh, yeah, narrator's voice he was not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not much to explain with that one, but I do like how yep. it's written. Um, secret report number seven. The Deep River Society has been erased in a court. Erased Ooh. from existence. In, yeah, in accordance with the rules of the game. The souls of all members, including the leader, are gone. Their erasure runs counter to the goal of judging each player's abilities, but it is unsurprising considering the conductor's intentions. Upon witnessing the erasure, the proxy's vibes have weakened once again. If you can believe it, the proxy's <laughs> vibes have weakened once again. <laughs> his, in- <laughs> his increasingly hardened emotional state may be cause for concern. <laughs> oh, poor buddy. Poor buddy. As suspected, the individual who arrived in the proxy's moments of need was the source of the vibes it de- detected a few days ago. Beat. Yep. It does not appear as if the composer had a hand in the sudden appearance of our old friend. In sharp contrast to the ever-active executor, the composer is seemingly biding his time. Although I'm unable to make contact to confirm, I believe the reappearance of this particular individual works in Shibuya's favor. Minamamoto, on the other hand, has all but vanished from the proxy's side. His noise refinery sigil drastically heightens his imagination, which may be why he can clearly recognize the proxy's abilities. I have an idea of what he's planning. It's dangerous, but I have no way of stopping him. Incidentally, the noise refinery sigil is a reproduction copied from its I love I love this bit. The noise yeah. refinery sigil is a reproduction copied from its original by a certain reaper. Its completeness or lack thereof may be a factor in the subtle change in Minamamoto's fundamental vibes. This uh-huh. is funny to me because basically because we know that at the end of this game, Coco says the thing about how she saved Minamamoto's life. So this the reason that Minamoto is like becoming a more chill dude, chill dude is because uh, Coco is like, mm, I can fix him. Uh-huh. Coco's me. <laughs> Coco's out there right in her AU fic. But in real life, <laughs> it's true. It's almost like she. Yeah, she's Hanakoma is like, we meant him as a villain originally, but people like him too much. So we made him a little more affable this time. I take full credit for the redemption of Show Minamoto. <laughs> Personally, morally, anyway. morally, immorally. 
<laughs> Legally. Uh, <laughs> he was my dad. Now he's my son. Anyways. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, his vibes have been trained. So now we'll read Seeker Report number eight. I don't, there was nothing else in seven we needed to go nope, back around. I don't, I don't think, think so. Okay. Uh, Seeker Report number eight. Four teams remain. This is the start of week two. The Ruined Bringers, the Pure Hearts, the Varia Beauties, and the Wicked Twisters. Only one may survive and emerge victorious. I want to know it will be. This is the <laughs> ultimate showdown. <laughs> ultimate destiny. At long last, the game approaches its conclusion. According to Shinjuku's rules, incoming players' abilities must exceed the total average imagination of the current players for them to be allowed into the game. So this is, I guess, explaining why nobody new shows up during the game after Rindo shows up because his vibes are too, his imagination is too big. Uh, As the game continues and low-ranking teams are eliminated, the average rises. Oh, I guess that too. The fire rises, making it more and more (laughs) difficult for newcomers to enter. With the Deep River Society gone and the Wicked Twister's impressive latent abilities, the average imagination has increased dramatically. So I guess that's the one narrative benefit of having a dog shit team there to sacrifice in the first week, is that the average yeah. power skyrockets plus because it, of math. Plus it uh, provides like a narrative justification for the deus ex machina that happens... Well, so many times of like Beat shows up and saves them or Naku shows up and saves them because it's like, well, chances are the next person that shows up is probably Has better to than be you. Strong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wonder if show, how Shoka factors into that. Uh, but, but where was I? Only an immensely powerful player could be pulled in at this point, And this is after Beat's here. So, yeah, Naku. It can be safely assumed that the game will continue and conclude with no more than the current set of players. Uh, the game will continue into the week after next at longest, but the conductor has yet to contact the composer. It is possible he is unaware of the higher planes purification protocol. If all goes according to the conductor's plan, he himself will be the victor of the game. I, every time I read one of these, I'm like, this. I like what color this adds to the game. The I game do that too. I thought I love was like, these. yeah, I love these reports. Um, I, I, you know dragged on a lot of the games like how much of the game there is uh as we were going through it and i love all and i had a, i was like i know when we get to the reports i'm gonna like like it's dumb backdoor mm-hmm. reasoning for a lot of the things and i just every time i read one of these i'm just thinking like i don't know how you put this into the game any other way though still because i'm just like yeah it removes well, yeah, the it- mystery and then it becomes too lore dumpy but also i wish this was baked into the game more yeah it, it- i don't know what it is it's it's kind of it seems to me a way of that for them to be like, all right, here's all the stuff that we couldn't get into the dialogue. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's just that it's, I think it's a nice way for them to get all of their ideas out on the table. What they and intend. I, yeah. 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 I don't know. Kingdom Hearts has the same sort of deal, even though Kingdom Hearts does just lore dump. You know, I think I think shit. these are I like I mean, I love I think the, these are better written because Hanakoma's character is really good. Yeah, it's it's kind of the difference of like that reading the Ansem reports and all the Kingdom Hearts ones almost feels like you're reading a religious text to some degree <laughs> because you're reading shit like these weird monks have written. So it definitely has different vibes than this of just the kind of like straightforward analysis of well, these the are the vibes of, of the, the higher game. plane. Exactly. But yes, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, and I that's the thing. I don't have an answer. It's just I like. This yeah, I wouldn't know how to do it either, yeah. The game itself, but alas. Secret Report 9. Our new arrival has joined the Proxy's team, almost as if filling the hole left by Minamamoto. 
Daisuke Nojo Bito, also known as Beat, was a player in the game leading to Shibuya's impurification. His fortitude is remarkable, and his soul, as is his soul and imagination. He should prove a powerful ally to the proxy. And yet, the proxy's soul remains stagnant. Or perhaps it would be more accurate to say it has stagnated further. I felt a similar shift eight days ago when Minamamoto joined the team. If this is the fundamental immaturity of the proxy's soul, it will be difficult to bring it to light, unlike Neku's leading up to the impurification. The proxy initiated another replay today. The resulting drastic increase in planar distortions indicates that at this rate, an explosive increase is likely after only a few more uses. However, the proxy's pin is effectively absorbing the distortions, preventing the UG and lower planes from being affected at this time. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Rindo. Rindo keeps getting more powerful friends and then not thinking that hard because of it. Secret report number 10. All of the Reapers stationed in Shibuya, including the Conductor, would ordinarily be referred to as Shibuya Reapers. But ongoing conflict has caused those from Shinjuku to be called Shinjuku Reapers. Shinjuku's inversion three years ago jump-started his purification, forcing the Reapers there to flee to Shibuya. An inversion happens when the boundary between the UG and the RG is destroyed, forcing a purification. It occurs, albeit incredibly rarely, when the Composer and Conductor fail to agree on the purification. The Composer's permission is not required for a Reaper to continue working in a new area. Such transfers are left up to the Conductor. So I want to point out this bit. Later, uh, a secret report basically confirms that Shinjuku's Composer, who, like, doesn't show up, right? Because well, ha- has? Or is it... what? Is sorry, has- not Composer. Shinjuku's Conductor. Uh, doesn't show up because he's not not Shiba. Shiba, Shiba is just filling every role. But Shinjuku's original conductor is apparent. Uh, uh, later, one of these will imply that it's Sugami's brother, and so that and like Sugami was like dying or something as a result of the uh, the purification. But anyway, yeah. So that this sort of implies that the inversion is not the typical way that purification happens. And it only happens if there is a conflict between the composer and the conductor at the time of the purification. And so because the composer and the conductor, in that case, uh, has and Sugumi's brother disagreed mm-hmm. on how the purification would happen, it completely inverted Shinjuku, which I would imagine purification doesn't normally delete the town. <laughs> It's probably it's probably very bad still, but that seems to be the implication to me. Yeah, I guess it's it's hard to, it's hard to tell from what we know from looking at it in the game because it seemed to destroy uh one almost two towns. But I don't know. Neku also says like I don't know the vibes are still there. Yeah, you just can't see them. Uh, the report continues. In this case, Shibuya's temporary conductor at the time authorized the transfer of all Reapers from Shinjuku to Shibuya. Is that, I guess that's Shiba, temp- temporary conductor at the time? Or no, Shibuya's temporary conductor at the time, I, was it Uzuki? It's difficult to say. Uzuki was the game master. The, the game master. But there's, a, there's another level to conductor. So. Which, to me, maybe implies Karia? I can't imagine Karia being above her at any point. That's true, because we, what, we, what we learn about him is that he likes being as close to the RG as he can, even though mm-hmm. he's very powerful. So yeah, it's hard, difficult to say. Yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe she, maybe Uzuki was both acting game. Ma- maybe she was both game master and acting conductor or whatever because yeah, because it wouldn't have been. She is the one who brokers gone. that that thing. Like that's what she tells us is that she's the one who did it. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. If she just said that she did it, then I'm yeah. That's probably why I'm thinking. Like we get the flashback her. of her and Karia like talk, being like, "Sure, whatever, come over." Yeah. Uh, report continues. I detect no sign nor vibes of the Shinjuku conductor at present. I assume he was destroyed along with Shinjuku. That's the Tsugumi's brother that you were uh, yeah. saying is implied. Once the purification has begun, it is standard for the conductor to be invited up to the higher plane. There's almost no evidence of a mass personnel transfer after the erasure of a conductor in the past. Almost. Upon reviewing the records, I managed to find four cases where the affected area had fallen into imbalance before its purification was decided. One of those cases is Shibuya's impurification. So the first video game. Mm-hmm. The composer should file a report on the circumstances leading up to Shinjuku's purification at some point, although I doubt he'll do a thorough job of it considering his disinterest in the lower planes. And that's talking about Haz, right? Yep. With Shibuya's composer giving his tacit approval to the Shinjuku Reapers, Shibuya's Reapers have no choice but to follow the rules given to them. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Josh was a dipshit. Uh, regardless <laughs> of the true circumstances, Shiba Miyakaze has effectively become the conductor through legal means as he was judged to be fit for the role. Fucking abusing the legal system. He, no, no, I'm heating it up. <laughs> My Secret vines are tight. <laughs> Restlessness builds among the team leaders, and the proxy's psychological state is far from optimal. I can only hope you will last the week. The team's base groove is abnormally low. <laughs> <laughs> In a system built around teamwork, such irregularities are certain to have a major effect on the outcome of the game. (laughs) I love this bit because it's basically Hanakoma being like, kids these days with their phones! (laughs) Uh, Because he says, A network called the RNS was created specifically for this game. The ease with which it measures each individual's vibes and imagination makes it a useful tool for the management of both players and reapers. However, making this information viewable also makes it accessible from the RG. It can only be found by those who know of the UG's existence and are sufficiently proficient with networks. So, i.e., hackers. Rhyme. Yeah, rhyme. <laughs> no modulation is required to communicate between planes this way, though it is unclear. Uh, also, you know, I guess that's the only example. Yeah, because Shoka is using it. Shoka is using it to talk to uh rindo while rindo is alive but that's because she's coming from the other side anyway yeah no modulation is required to communicate between planes this way though it is yet unclear if other issues arise as a result uh and this is the part where his old man yells at cloud it's possible that communicating through the network could inhibit imagination just as the meaning and imagination of a work of art cannot be captured on a screen mm-hmm Hanakoma, anti-NFT. I am no longer active as cat, but if and when I resume, I must keep in mind how my works will be perceived when shared digitally and alter my methods of expression accordingly. That's Perhaps why the Square d- Enix has uh, promoted their NFTs more than they did this video God. game. Fuck. Fuck. That's true. I'm sorry to bring down the vibes, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The, the base groove is exceptionally low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perhaps, the, perhaps the developer of the RNS could provide me with some insight in that regard. Is that Kaye? Yep. Okay. Um, and, and he implies like, oh, I have an, there's a, a bunch of times where he's like, oh, I have an important guest coming later. It's difficult for me to tell because like he meets with like fucking everyone in this game. So I never oh, know who he's talking about. But I wonder if 
some of those references in the text were referring to Hanakama coming to visit him after this report. We we, we love the classic intentional vagueness, although I, uh-huh. this game is still answers more questions than Kingdom Hearts ever wants to. Yeah. And I wonder, too, like, not, I mean, I don't know. We compare everything to Twin Peaks because that's our, that's our vibe. That's our uh, base group. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah. <laughs> there, there is, like, something to compare. Like, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know exactly. Like, I think creative director is Nomura's credit on this game. So I think he's more involved than he was the first one. But there is something to, like... because yeah, he was just character designer for the first one, I believe. Yeah, and then he used the characters in Dream Job Distance. Um, but there's something to the the comparison of, like, David Lynch being sort of... Uh, reined in, but not in a... I don't mean that in, like, a negative way. But, like, his partnership with Mark Frost on Twin Peaks makes it often more understandable like it gives it a little bit more it of a makes framework. it possible to have a tv show by david yeah. lynch which otherwise wouldn't really be feasible this uh, this reminds me of that sort of thing where it's like if this feels like nomura is involved but also it's so much more straightforward and in, in a like an you know i walk away from this game being even like you know with the reports anyway walk away from this game being like oh yeah no i like i get everything rather than i feel like it's a bunch of holes left open to be uh, decided for later. Like maybe there's one or two holes decided for later, but most are like set up for a larger franchise. You can see what it's setting up for, but it's not leaving you. It's questioning. Yeah. 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 Kingdom Hearts. And and it has a very similar thing to like five nights at Freddy's at this point where it's just like lost. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess it goes back even further. (laughs) All right. So secret report number 12. There has been a change in the proxy's psychological state, as well as an improvement to relations between the members of his team. This is good news. However, the proxy's soul remains stagnant as ever. I have yet to fully analyze the stagnation, as I am currently unable to take any action beyond serving and hoping for the best. (laughs) By Shinjuku rules, the Reapers are limited in the actions they may take, of course obstructing players not allowed on a basic level. The primary enemies that players face are other players, namely those on opposing teams, Thus, any team aiming for the top must go through the Ruinbringers. So I, this makes me wonder, does uh, Hanakoma not know that they are also Reapers at this point? I guess not. Um, I think he does, but okay. it kind of doesn't to tell from that. make that much of a difference. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, their Reapers are not limited to the actions to take, but they're Reapers who are in the game as players. But also, there are alive yeah. people in the game as players, so who fucking cares? The proxy and his team are taking a different approach against the seemingly unbeatable Ruinbringers. To what extent it goes against the rules of the game remains to be seen. I doubt the conductor will sit idly by and let them do as they please. If he is forced to make a move, things will either end very well or very poorly. As previously stated, Reapers are not allowed to interfere in the game, and yet one of them is currently doing just that. Is it possible that her Reaper status will be stripped from her? And where will that leave her once the game is over? And that has to be Shoka, right? That's right. All right. Well, Joe, where are you on the internet? <laughs> Twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, ghost of Jay. Oh, on another podcast called We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast. I've, I'm rewatching One Piece. My ghost story is watching it for the first time. I'm pretty sure this episode comes out after Interstitial Season 3, so I guess we should acknowledge Wild it. Wild that we made that and how yeah. stupid fast you produced a really polished season. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. We won't go into all the details necessarily right here yeah. in the plug section for this podcast. But uh, as we're recording this podcast ahead of time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess we should plug that that's probably going to be out by the time that this, this episode yeah. is. 
I play Miles Edgeworth, prosecuting attorney. It's good to say that publicly. Yeah, I GM'd and did a bunch of other things. Uh, and we're joined by Riley, of course, as always, as Raphael and Ninja Turtle. Uh, newcomers Jay as Pidge, Volt, fr- Holtron, Holt from Voltron, <laughs> and uh, Blake, our friend Blake, uh, who's been on a couple Argonauts episodes. If you you know listen to the other stuff on the network, they're playing Charaznable from Gundam. Uh, fucking bangers season. We produced. We just made a whole season. It's a heist season. Yeah, it's all doing heists in places like uh, Resident Evil 2's Raccoon City Police Department. No, I'm very, very, very proud of both doing it entirely in secret um i've been very mean about it on the gotta memorize twitter (laughs) uh lately talking uh, every day about how we'll never do it again as i'm getting closer and closer to finishing it but yes very excited to uh to hear people talk about it and and listen to it and as every other season you know gotta memorize patrons already have it all 16 episodes uh we'll you know talk more about it on there and uh in the discords and on twitter and such but yeah, it feels weird to, to be plugging it before it's actually done and out. Excited to share it with the world. That'll be my, my plugs for a bit. Interstitial, of course, has its own public feed if you want to listen to it weekly there. Um, or, yeah, support us on Patreon and get all of it at once. But, yeah, that's that. That's it. And that's at any level, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, $1 and up gets you these episodes early and also the full season of, of Interstitial now. Uh, much Just like the, the previous seasons we did. But yeah, that'll, I mean, that'll probably be worked into our plugs for the next, I don't know, 16 weeks. But our, oh, Patreon, I guess I'll go ahead and say our Patreon is patreon.com slash memorizecast, which we always plug as well. But I just started bringing it up in my plugs before letting wheels go. Wheels, please tell us where you are on the internet. I'm on Twitter at Singular Wheels, and I also do a podcast with some friends called Very Random Encounters. It's where we play tabletop role-playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. Uh, I think as of this episode, it's probably either at the end or nearing the end of our season using our own book of tabletop role-playing game Random Encounters, which is the ultimate Random Encounters book. Um, so we did a full season just doing completely Random Encounters from that book and stringing them together, uh, with a kind of a loose plot and just having a fun, you know, just a, a, a light comedy fantasy romp. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Hell yeah. You can listen to that season, uh, that's at vre.show. Or very random, encou- very random encounters wherever you get podcasts, I and mean, you can also buy the book yourself if you're a tabletop role playing game player and you want some more random encounters, uh, prompts for magic effects, prompts for downtime activities, everything. Uh, you can find that at bit.ly forward slash random book with a capital R and B. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I guess what else we plug? Our theme music for this show is still the opening music from the game. It's called New Game from Neo: The World Ends with Game. And, uh, yeah, I already said our Patreon, but again, patreon.com slash memorizecast. These episodes are really, uh, monthly bonus episodes at the $5 tier. We're going to take this month off because we gave you a season of interstitial and I don't want to talk about Jojo, but, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be back at it with February and, uh, yeah, hope you like interstitial at the $1 tier, everybody. Yeah. Our Twitter is also memorizecast. You'll get a, you know, follow for, for interstitial stuff in the coming months of releasing that publicly and i don't know other the usual stuff on there maybe dark road I, dark road's gonna get like released when i'm on vacation and we pissed um but hopefully I, i'd actually be really happy about that because it means we get to come back and do dark road before twin peaks but yeah i've got a there's a weird disgusting uh wretched part of my soul that 
really wants to talk, really wants new Kingdom Hearts lore. It's just aching for it's it. It's weird, know? Right? but we, I feel it too. I'm uh, ready to know about how he became the Suck Sword. I gotta know. No, yeah, no. Our brains are broken at this point. This is who we are. Yeah. But, uh... Depraved. Utterly depraved. Yeah. I'm I'm out here, like, being, like, please give me Dark Rub. What the fuck happened to me? There's a... There's a theological concept in Protestantism called total depravity. And (laughs) it's it's true related to me and Kingdom Hearts lore. That's the old guy from the Cats musical. What are you talking about? No, it's the bad guy from the Cats musical. I'm sorry. Um, miss miss did my cats joke anyways uh i th- i think that's all the plugs twitter patreon or both memorized cast yada 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 i think our emails memorized cast at gmail our discord definitely join that uh if you're listening to interstitial um there's a patron chat as well which will probably be where all the interstitial talk happens there behind spoiler tags please thank you um we'll be back next week with the last 12 secret reports uh finishing up and we'll do the bonus day but yeah that's it in the podcast. I did the intro. That's right. So it's my turn to say that was the first half of the secret reports of Neo The World Ends With You. Got, Got it. it. Memorized. Slow. Since you're trying to redirect Mr. X, would you call it a misdirection? Ha! Oh my god. Fuck off. <laughs> Boo. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> Jay and Pidge both liked that one. Two thumbs up. <laughs> I pop around the corner. Red, buddy, yeah, I'm not letting you die out here. All right. I've... You're going to be, have to be more specific. I know to whom you're referring, but you yourself are one of the three red guys on the team. Mm, Tails, how do I block somebody? <laughs> <laughs> In real life? <laughs> yes, we It is. Here's the ball. Throw it as hard as you'd like. My name is Kyle's Medgeworth. (laughs) (laughs) My friends and loved ones believe that I am dead. What? Understandable. What? <laughs> Char says, as someone in the same situation. I don't want to steal your valor or anything like that. Understandable. I thought it was astable. You were there to, to do some criminal stuff, to take some yep. stuff. Yeah, and right. you're all kind of repressed in some way, so I guess it could thing the bond over. <laughs> do you have any healing things in that? In that? Is there like a... Go fuck yourself! <laughs> you see a, a familiar face pop in, and he says... Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Fuck. Oh, Fuck. oh shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, who's that? New friend? No. Oh. Not friend. <laughs>
Definitely not.